Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 29th edition of the Sports Run On podcast. In this podcast, we will be talk. We will be starting out by talking about the NCAA. First, start by talking about the updated top ten after this week's action. Starting out the top ten after after this week's action will be no. Number one will be Alabama. They will be number one in the nation as they won very easily this weekend. Number two on the list for for the top ten is LSU. They had the premier game of the week as they played against Florida. They ended up getting a big win, 42-28 in that game. It was the it was the primetime night game on Saturday night. It was a very big win for LSU. And looking at that game, you were, it really make a lot of people think that LSU is a real championship contender. Just because of the fact of how they played and just how well just how well they played. And yeah, they gave up some points, but they, they still played a very good game. Against a pretty against a good Florida team, as you know, if you listen to some of my other podcasts, I'm not. I don't exactly want. I don't exactly understand the hype that Florida's been getting as of recently, just because I don't think they're very that that good. I mean, I I think they're okay, but I don't think they're anything special, and I don't think they're going to be anything special. I'm not surprised that LSU was able to get the win here. Up next is number three, Clemson. A lot of people are doubting how good this team really is. A couple weeks ago, they were put up to a test against a unranked UNC team, which they almost lost. Some people say they wouldn't if UNC would have gone for two to try to win the game. But as Clemson had to win that game at the very end. But I still, th- I think this is a good Clemson team. They're, the one thing that Clemson doesn't have going for them is that they don't have a very good strength of schedule going for them. Because in the AC, ACC... You don't have the liberty of being able to lose once and your strength of schedule get, still giving you an, an ability to get into the college football playoffs. Say you went out. That, that will be – there is one school in particular I'll talk about later on the podcast that is in that, that scenario right now. But I'll talk about them later. But that's why I just think Clemson, I think, especially in the ACC, it's a Power 5 conference, but it's just – it's not the same as the SEC. You can't, win, you can't lose. And because you have so many big games left, you – are still able to get in. I think, well, I mean, Clemson, you have kind of in the ACC and, and in some cases the Big Ten, you kind of have to win out to be able to have a chance to go into the college football playoffs. Up next are the number four ranking is a Big Ten team. That will be Ohio State. Ohio State, a lot of people, has just been dominated over the last couple of weeks, beating teams by four or five touchdowns with Justin Fields looking like a very much a Heisman candidate at this point at least. Just because of just how good he is, like I mean, but I I mean I think he's good. Don't get me wrong. I want to see how Justin Fields gets put whenever he plays the, a, a ginormous scheme that they're gonna have to play at regular season, which will probably decide the Big Ten, which will be the Ohio State against Wisconsin game, which I think will do, it's just gonna be a ginormous game. And I, I think the winner, like without question, has to do probably won the Big Ten at that point. So like outright. Because those are definitely the only two teams that are really going for it at this point. I want to see how Ohio State does in that game, and I mean, I like I think Justin Fields is good. Do I think he's a Heisman candidate? Maybe not just yet. Maybe if he also goes off in that Wisconsin game, you kind of can't argue with it at that point because that's their only other big opponent. But I feel like it's just kind of the fact. I don't really know. I think Justin Fields is good, but do I think he's like? Great. Do I think he's like a Heisman candidate? No question. He he has it. He's gonna win it. Like he's gonna be a front runner and win it. I don't think I wouldn't go that far. But do I think that he's a talented quarterback that can really might be a, have a chance of taking Ohio State far? Yeah, I think there's definitely a chance for that to happen.
Up next is who probably my front runner would be for the Heisman, at, if I had to pick it at this point, which would be the quarterback at number five, Oklahoma. They'll be sitting at the five spot after what went down. After they also had a big game against Texas, they had the 155th meeting annual meeting of the Red River Rivalry, which I'll, I'll get into more specifics later, but they, they were able to get a win in that one. And I think Jalen Hurts really excelled in that game against, I think, was it what was a good Texas team? I don't want to say they're not a great team. I don't know if I call them like a playoff team or maybe even a top five team. But do I think that that Texas team definitely still has some skill? Absolutely, the team that they beat. But I'll I'll get into that just a little bit later on. Coming up next after Oklahoma and Jalen Hurts will be number six Wisconsin. They'll be this will be the game that I I absolutely want to see the Ohio State Wisconsin game because that game. Will most likely be for the Big Ten unless Michigan can bring. I mean, I, even if Michigan wins out, I don't know if there's a chance that they win it after just getting run by Wisconsin the time that they played. Whenever Michigan was up ranked very high, if you remember earlier in this season, as they got a lot of hype, and then Wisconsin kind of honestly, a lot of people would say went in and just dismantled that team. Like it, it wasn't even right. Like Wisconsin really just like it was that game wasn't even close from like most of the game, which is why a lot of people think Wisconsin would be the only fight. That Ohio State will have to really only team Ohio State really have to beat, excuse me, to be able to really crown themselves the Big Ten champion and like really have a, a real discussion of being in. And then on the flip side, I feel like Wisconsin. I mean, they also have a Heisman candidate at that point. They have their running back Jonathan Taylor. He's one of the only Heisman top five Heisman candidates that is the quarterback at this point. Or in some people's mind, he's the only one. As most of the Heisman are Justin Fields. Tua Tagaloa from Bama, and then Jalen Hurts from Oklahoma, and then Jonathan Taylor are mostly theirs, I feel like is what most people would say if you ask them, at this point at least. So, but I, I, I think this Wisconsin team is very good. I think they have what it takes to beat Ohio State. I think their defense is going to have to play just They're going to have to play lights out. Like, I think there's no question. I don't think anybody's going to really doubt me. I think they really just honestly have to play lights out if they want to be able to win this game and be able to really take control of the Big Ten. I mean, and then after this is yet another Big Ten team with Penn State. As there is a lot, I think Ohio State, Wisconsin are two of the big ones. But who knows? Penn State could be a sleeper team that could sneak in after they got a win last week over Iowa. So I think there's definitely a chance that they could slip in. But I think Penn State's always a work cut out for them. I think, again, this is just another team that, I mean, I, f- I feel like if you watch some of my, listen to some of my podcasts, You've realized you've realized that I say this about there are a couple of teams that I feel like since because of how early it is in the season I say it about a many teams it's kind of like I have I have a couple of teams which I usually say each podcast are like teams that you need to watch out for type thing because there there's a chance that they can very easily go both ways depending on how their big game goes as Penn State still has to play OSU Ohio State and they still have to play Wisconsin they win that game. Both of those games somehow, and we could have a very, very different discussion going on about that team and how good they really are. It could be like a completely different discussion. So, but I, I think Penn State's just another team where I feel like I just, a lot of people need more time to think about them just because they haven't played a real bulk. Like those two big games, they kind of, in a Big Ten, they kind of define their season. Same thing with Michigan. I mean, they do still have to play Ohio State with the last game of the year. But I mean, Michigan, I feel like is another case where they're kind of out of it at this point. I mean, unless they literally went out, and I still don't even know, as I said earlier. But Penn State is completely not in that situation as Michigan. That's not why I talked about Michigan there. It's just the fact of, I think there are just a couple teams that really have a chance. And 
Who knows? Penn State beats Ohio State, and Michigan somehow pulls off an upset over Ohio State. Ohio State could just as easily be right, could, could be right, and then Ohio State somehow doesn't win it. Or even crazier, Penn State knocks off Wisconsin, and Michigan knocks off Ohio State, then Penn State jumps into the driver's seat. I mean, there are those four teams that I feel like can definitely, and who knows, I could be just be sleeping on one, and there could be a team that just comes out to play against Wisconsin, like in Northwestern, who knows? Against the Penn State or Wisconsin, as Ohio State has already played them. But who knows? There could just be a team like that, or like just any, or like an Iowa team that has to play maybe one of these teams, something like that, like a team that's good, but they're like they're not a championship contender, and they kind of have nothing to lose, and they just go and absolutely play out of their minds. So I think that's also definitely a possibility to happen, and that could easily throw a wrench in all of this. As you see, there we've already seen an unranked team throw a wrench in this entire college football playoffs. Up next is number eight, Notre Dame. Nova sitting at the eighth spot. Ian Book and Notre Dame, they barely survived a USC team, which was playing out of their mind with a third string quarterback. They were just, they were playing. A lot of people were wondering, why is this game close to Notre Dame? Why is this game close? You're not, you're not helping your cause nationally if you're keeping this game close for as long as you are. Because, I mean, as you know, that for this AP poll, they take into consideration, like, all, like, how these. T- like, yeah, who they beat, but it's it's also taking into consideration how they beat them, which is why Wisconsin is, for a, a big reason, they're up there not just because they beat Michigan. It's because they beat Michigan very, very handedly, like, as handily as they pulled their starting quarterback. Like, I mean, a lot, a lot I, want, I think a lot of people don't realize the fact that they look that in-depth into it, and it just it comes down to more than just who you beat. Like where you beat them, it really honestly come. I mean, a lot of people. In some cases, it is style points. In some cases, the AP poll is there's a lot of it that is based on style points, which I've always thought is kind of interesting that they do it that way. Up next, number nine, Florida. Even after a loss against LSU, again, I, I still have to say they're in the SEC and they already have a big win over Auburn. So I think there's no question that they. Again, this is just another team. You win out, and you have you still have a chance of being there. I full-heartedly believe that, that if they went out, they still have a chance of being there in the top four. But again, you have to win out. You have to beat the likes of Bama. You have to beat LSU. You have to beat these really good teams in the SEC. And then a team that a lot of people think really just – they really completely just choked. Like it was the biggest upset. It was one of my – what I think definitely is the biggest upset of the year so far – was South Carolina went into into the hedges other another no, Sanford Stadium and beat and beat Georgia. Number three Georgia got upset by unranked South Carolina, with South Carolina also having in their backup quarterback. They pull off in some cases the upset of the year. I feel like a lot of people would say. So which is why this is just a team a lot of people, especially if you're a Georgia fan, you probably already know you're you're probably crunching results right now. You're like who won? How they win? Did Georgia win? Make sure Georgia wins. It's just kind of the thing of Georgia and Florida having one loss in the SEC. You're not completely out of it. Clemson, you get one loss. Penn State, Wisconsin, you maybe get one loss and you could be out of it. You'd have to just win the Big Ten again. I mean, that's why a lot of these teams, especially in the SEC, because the amount of weight that's putting on that you can put on your resume, I won the SEC. Like, I won the SEC championship. That's a lot to put on your resume. You got to remember, Florida to even get to the SEC, I mean, Florida or Georgia to even get to the SEC championship are going to definitely have to win out. Georgia is going to have to beat LSU. And then for a good part, they're going to most likely have to beat Bama too. Like, I mean, it's kind of just how it's probably going to have to come down to. Georgia's literally going to have to win out. They're going to have to win the biggest. They're going to have to pull off, in some cases, some upsets. 
it might not be a ginormous upset. It might be a six over one, but I mean that one is probably could be Bama. If Bama loses, it could easily be LSU as they sit the two spot right now. But I mean, it came all the way down to overtime and Rodrigo Blankenship hooked one left and they lost by three to South Carolina in a game that a lot of people thought they should have lost beforehand. South Carolina just should have just taken care of business. This game was going to be over. Georgia kept on fighting. They kept on fighting with like, they just kept on fighting without question. And I just feel like South Carolina just was able. I mean, they they. I think they they honestly probably played a better game, which is why a lot of people were like they played a good amount, like a very much a better game, like without question. Which is why a lot of people wondered why was this game so close. But I mean, they still did end up winning it at the end because of a missed uh, missed field goal by Rodrigo Blankenship, the kicker. And as I said earlier, I just want to reiterate: there are a couple teams that I think really look like championship contenders at this point. Most ones are top. The big one that I just wanted to talk about was LSU and Oklahoma. Oklahoma, they're both, and then Ohio State. These are just the three that I, like, I think they're championship contenders. I think they have a very good chance of being championship contenders. But do I think that they're going to, like, I just don't know. I think Alabama's just, it's such a strong team. It's going to be hard for any team to honestly beat them just because of how strong they are. But, I mean, that's also what I thought about Georgia. I thought Georgia, this could be their year to really pull off an upset. They, they have a really strong team. Then they go and just go out and play flat at home and lose to an unranked South Carolina team with an injured back of quarterback. So, I mean, who knows? And who knows? Oklahoma could go out and lose to WVU, and then their season could be over completely. I want you guys to just take everything that kind of I'm saying and a lot of other people like analyst-wise are saying with a grain of salt because, again, like, as I said, Penn State, Wisconsin, they both haven't played Ohio State yet. We have Penn State, I don't know, I don't think, yeah, they haven't played Wisconsin or Ohio State yet. And then LSU, they have, they still have to play Bama, which is going to be, it's most likely that's going to just going to be a crazy game. Alabama still has to play Auburn, that again could be a crazy game. LSU also still has to play Georgia, that again could be a, a game that could completely beat it. And again, who knows? LSU goes in, they do they could pull they could pull Georgia, go in and play flat at Tiger Stadium. A team like Missouri and Kelly Bryant comes in, pulls off an upset. They completely throw a wrench in it. LSU season might end there if it's longer down the road. Who knows? Like at this point. Which is why I feel like everything you gotta take is just with a grain of salt, because there are many teams in the NCAA at this point that have not played the bulk of their schedule. That and then when they do, we're gonna see a lot more. We're gonna see what the true stripes of these teams looks like whenever they're really, really like LSU and they really have to play a, like the the craziest opponent of their season, which will be Bama. And I'm pretty sure, if I'm not wrong, that game will be at Alabama this year. So that will even that make that an even crazier game. Now moving on to the NFL, doing a little bit on the NFL. We now we look at the Rams. The Rams are really struggling right now. That's kind of just how how it's the only really way to put it. It's kind of honestly could probably be the nice way to put it. As the Rams are really struggling, they fall to three and three. Start out three now. They kind of just started just losing and losing and losing and losing. And now they're three and three. And now they went from being like in a driver's seat of the NFC to being just five hundred and just being just being kind of being there. Which I which I, I will talk about the NFC more with just to kind of the top teams and who I think are really the front runners at at this point. But I think the Rams they you really have to like you got to put some wins. You got to go to five and three or six and three. Like you need to win a couple in a row if you want to be put back into that conversation of elite in the in the NFC. 
And do I think the Rams can do that? Absolutely. Do I think it's com- yeah? Do I think it's completely out of their reach? Do I think their, their season is over six games in? No, I don't think the Andy team's se- season is over six games in unless you're Miami. Then that that's a different story. But I mean, that's a that's a different conversation. Miami, they have all kinds of problems at this point in the season. Now being winless. <laughs> With as I talked about them, Miami they are now winless. They have lo- they lost to Washington and Washington. Yeah, you finally got your first one of the year. Yeah, it was over an zero and six team. Yeah, it, yeah, no. Somebody had to win. Pretty much, as I don't know exactly how to put that nicely. Somebody had to win. They're both gonna be awful this year. They're I both I highly doubt either of those two teams are gonna get to four wins this year. Like I could see a three and thirteen and a two and fourteen being, or even a one and fifteen for Miami. That's what some people are predicting. I might be a little bit nicer and give them two wins, kind of depending on their schedule and injuries and all and a couple other factors. But yeah, Washington got their first win win of the season in the battle of the, and not really the battle of the who cares, just the battle because both of these fan bases definitely cared about that game because they're like, hey, at least somebody has to get their first win of the season. Let's just hope it's us type thing. But I feel like it's just the, it's the battle of the and well, okay nationally it's kind of, it could be the battle of who cares just because these neither of these teams are going to be playoff teams, but Washington did get their first win even if it is over an o, a now zero and six team they're a win still a win, a team that ended up getting their second team second win which I really like I this could be an unpopular opinion but I mean I like the Steelers even I think the Steelers are going to do better with Devlin Hodges their third string quarterback Duck Hodges. Than they did with Mason Rudolph. I like that. I like Hodges more. I like the way the game he plays more. Coward, and I feel like he already is doing better with the Steelers' offense. I feel like he already has a connection with the receivers after they had just a ginormous win over. It, well, it didn't end up being a ginormous win. The first half was a lot different of a game than the second one was. They ended up winning the game twenty four seventeen. The Chargers did end up making it interesting. On the other side of that, it's just the Chargers. A lot of people are wondering just what's happening. Like, where, where did they just fall off? They got Melvin Gordon back, and where did they fall off? I mean, but again, that's a different conversation. Right now, we're talking about the Steelers. And I honestly just think, I think that the Steelers is probably a very, very unpopular opinion at this point in the season. But I think the Steelers are a playoff team. If they have Devlin Hodges, I think that they're. I think the Steelers are a playoff team. I don't. A lot of people are going to be like, "You're crazy." They they get two wins and now you think they're a playoff team. No, I just I think the Steelers are good. I think they're going to do good behind Hodges, and I think that. Again, I said it before. It's not a very unpopular opinion, but I, I think there's definitely a chance in this AFC that the Steelers can make the playoffs if they can get they, if they can get it to eight and eight. I think there's a chance they can make a wild card, without question. Now talking about the Chargers on the flip side of that, a lot of people are wondering like what's what's happening to them. They got Melvin Gordon back, then they still lose to a Steeler team, which a lot probably a good amount of them thought that they should have won. As it was twenty four to three, they proceeded to score fourteen points unanswered and make it go make it still come down to a one one touchdown win for the Steelers. It wasn't exactly a blowout, but it's just it's just going to come down to the. It's I don't know. It's really the Chargers. I don't really know what exactly is going to happen with them. I. I thought they were a pretty good team coming into this year. I thought they were one of the better teams coming into this year. But it's at this point, I don't know if I can exactly say that I think they're one of the better teams right now. Now, moving on, the Jets, this was definitely the biggest upset of the week. The Jets got their first win of the year. They beat the Dallas Cowboys behind a two-touchdown game by Sam Darnold as he came back from mono. As he was out because he was sick. 
comes back two touchdown games and just the Dallas fans. I don't, if you're a Dallas fan, the only really thing you can say is that your team's finally come back down to earth. A lot of people thought that this would happen, and it did. And they officially come back down to earth, in my opinion at least. I just think that that's interesting because I think the Cowboys, we're just going to have to see how the season turns out. It's still long. They still have 10 more games in this season. I mean, a good amount of teams have nine in a bye, but some teams still have 10. Some teams have 10. So, but I still think it's just interesting that, that, that the Jets were able to get this win as the Dallas Cowboys. They had so much hype. Dak Prescott, MVP. He had an incredible game three se- three weeks in, and I mean I could have told you. I mean it's three weeks into the season. Yeah, you're three and zero, but whenever you get to seven and eight, is I feel like whenever you start getting attention, which I think there are some there are uh, two teams that definitely could make it to seven and zero or eight. But again, that, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. But I just think the Cowboys, their fans right now, don't exactly know how to feel about their team, just because the fact of you just lost to a Jets team, you gave them the first one of the year. With a Sam Darnold, who a lot of people think has been very underwhelming with his time at New York, but now proceeded to pull off like one of the biggest upsets of the week. So, I mean, go figure how that really worked. Now talking about the NFC, as I said, I was going to talk about a little bit earlier. I The, the really two top teams as I see are the Seahawks and 49ers at this point, as the 49ers are undefeated. And the Seahawks, I they I think they've lost one game, but they have a very big matchup coming up next week against a good Baltimore Ravens team. Again, not a great Baltimore Ravens team, but a, a pretty good one in that. So I think that's going to be a big game before you can really say anything about the Seahawks. 49ers, I think they just they deserve respect. They're 6-0. Same thing with the Patriots. Those are your two teams that are still undefeated six weeks into the season. A lot of people a lot of people thought the 49ers, this would, could be like an 8-8 eight eight season. They literally already have six wins. So who go figure about that one. I feel like definitely the two top teams – Right now are the Seahawks and 49ers. In the AFC, I don't really know exactly who I'd call the top teams at this point. Definitely call the Patriots because they're undefeated, so they, they have to be a top team, no doubt, no doubt. The other team I thought of at this point in the season, I'm saying, oh, the Chiefs are a top team. Now who knows? I might be saying the Texans are a top team because the Chiefs just lost a big game to the Texans. Patrick Mahomes is not playing. I mean, he's definitely not playing his best. He's, again, he's not playing awful. Don't get me wrong. He's not playing awful. Is he playing great? No, they're not that either. He's not playing great or awful. But did they get the win? No. I mean, okay, I don't want to say he's not playing great or awful. If you're going off the usual Patrick Mahomes standards, he played awful. I'm sorry, but he, he didn't just he didn't put up six touchdowns a game. And that's, <laughs> I feel like at that point, this is what the Patrick Mahomes standard is. So, yeah, he did put up six touchdowns a game. So that, that didn't happen. I mean, you lost to a Texans team that a lot of people think you should have beat. Just besides the at the fact that Chiefs they just they took another L. That's not it's, this isn't the first time we've seen that. I think they're four and two now. That's I think pretty sure it's two straight losses for the Chiefs now. To now to after the loss to the Texans and I think the Chiefs are just looking for a place like where that where they're going after this point because I think a lot of people did not expect them to be four and two at this point in the season. On the flip side, of that we have the Texans who are probably feeling really good about themselves as they this was a very big one for them and I think. The Texans is another team that I think might be able to sneak into the playoff. Like they could easily be, they could easily be a wild card team, maybe better. But the AFC South with them and the Colts is going to be a very interesting division to see how that turns out. With those two both both being a pretty good teams this year. And on a finish off talking about the NFL, we have the Panthers. As it's looking like the Panthers are going to officially be set on Kyle Allen over Cam Newton. As they say, he Cam Newton will, is going is has officially said he will be coming back. The Panthers said he will be coming back 
coming back for next week to be to be on a quarterback the Carolina Panthers. But a lot of people have said Kyle Allen will be the starter no matter what next week, as it as it is said that they want him for going in the future, as they think that at this point he's the better quarterback. Not even that he's the better quarterback, just that Cam's really injury prone and they just think Kyle Allen's been playing very well for this Panthers team as of recently. With that said, I, this will wrap up the 29th edition of the Sports Runner Podcast. I want to thank you all for listening. And if you had anything that you think I should have touched on, make sure to comment it down below. And if there are any podcasts that you haven't seen, make sure to go get caught up on those down below and make sure to go give them a listen. I want to thank you all for listening.